0: On this episode of AV Week, Manufacturer Direct Managed Services, Google tries to get more and more into the UC space and touchless video wall control from Extron. All that and more next on AV Week.
1: The network for the AV industry. What are you listening to?
2: This. This is AV. This. This. This is AV
1: Nation.
3: This is AV Nation.
0: This is AV Week, Episode 466, recorded Friday, July 24th, 2020. Not complicated.
1: Support for AV Nation is brought to you by
0: Atlas IED,
1: innovative audio solutions
3: for every business environment. And by Daylight, the leading producer of high quality projection screens worldwide. And by Just Add Power, the global leader in video over IP solutions with systems that
1: give you easy installation, unmatched scalability, and outstanding
3: performance.
0: This is AV Week, your weekly wrap-up of audiovisual news, and information. My name is Tim Albright. I am your host. With us to discuss the news and information we have gathered this week, first and foremost, by way of the East Coast, Gina Sansevero from Atlas IED. Welcome, ma'am.
2: My goodness, Tim! You have so much energy today. Thank you for having me. As always, it's a pleasure to be with you.
0: It's Friday. Number one, number yes. two, uh, we get to, you and I get to do something cool next week. So we'll talk about that in a little bit. But yeah, I'm, I'm so I'm, excited I'm, to see you. Yeah, I'm. I'm a little excited about this, and we're going to. We'll talk about that in a second. But yeah, mm-hmm. uh, by way of the great uh, country slash state of Texas, uh, Luke Jordan from Electroacoustics in Fort Worth, not Dallas. How are you, sir?
3: i'm doing great thanks for having me on happy friday
0: happy friday and last but not least uh, a new young woman uh, who I, I found through the the twitters so you two be nice to her uh, her name is erica williams and she is from henderson engineers in kansas city welcome ma'am
1: thank you glad to be here
0: absolutely and we found out in the in the pre-show that that erica and actually our mitchell our producer and i uh, all kind of grew up around the same area different decades i just want to point out because she's dramatically younger than me and Mitchell's like 12. I don't know. I forgot how old he is. Actually, not really. Really stupid piece of trivia. Mitchell was born two weeks after I graduated high school. So you can figure that out. All right, Google. First uh, first story comes up here uh, from our friends over at um, uh, Amy Magazine. Google is looking to be a more collaborative player in the work and meeting space by making it easier to start meetings and share content within G Suite. You know what G Suite is? G Suite is the paid version of, of Gmail and their, uh, their Excel spreadsheet, well, their spreadsheets and their, their Word docs. According to Javier uh, uh, Salterra from Google, quote, unquote, we're integrating core tools like video, chat, email, files, and tasks so you can more easily stay on top of things from anywhere, quote, unquote. The new features will start rolling out in G Suite for Education, uh, which my kids are incredibly happy about as they, we kind of figure out what the heck they're doing uh, here in a month from now. Uh, and after that, they're going to roll out to other customers. Um, Gina, I'm going to start with you on this. When it comes to you know the UC space and um, what just not just Google is doing, but others as well, what else does Google need to do uh, in that space to kind of solidify themselves as a real um, a real work uh, and and UC collaborative uh, player?
2: Well, it's funny when when I was reading the article prior to our conversation, I have not ever, I guess, thought of Google as a professional or enterprise level player in this world. Um, I don't know that it's a, I don't know that it's an interface thing. I am pretty sure that it's, my son would, would disagree with me. As you said, it's, it could be a generational thing. Um, but I, I kind of never thought of them in this enterprise space. And so I, that's for me. It's a reputation thing. It's a historic thing. It's a legacy thing. And I'm wondering um, how they're going to reinvent themselves from a marketing standpoint, right? I'm wondering mm-hmm. how they're going to reinvent themselves and kind of refresh themselves to address that. I just think of Google as you know a Hangouts, and and they really were messaging towards a younger group. Now, as that group grows up and, and gets jobs and works for different companies and starts their own, you know, company and, you know, gig economy and all of that stuff, um, will they bring Google along for the ride or will they move to Teams or, you know, a, another yeah. platform? Um, I don't, I don't know. I don't know the answer to that question.
0: Well, let's bring in, because Luke just, uh, just hit the, the 30 mark even though he has more facial hair than I do. Um
2: hey, how old do you think I am?
0: You're 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 not there yet, but the we'll talk about true. you know I just said, you know Luke is, is a different generation than me.
3: The correct um, answer is 21.
0: Oh uh, 21 yeah always <laughs> 21. Um but Gina brings up a good point about you know this is this was the old the old Mac model the old, the old Macintosh model the Apple model where they got the apples into schools right and I am again of that generation where I was using an Apple II and an Apple III C Years ago, and, and I got introduced to the Apples and, and fell in love with them, and it's what we used uh, to create our, our codes, and, and we, we were editing on them. But then you get into the workplace, right? And, and my first job had a, had a PC. I, I had a PC because that's where they standardized on. Luke, is there something that is, you know, right, where they've got to do some sort of generational shift to get folks that are coming out of schools now and, and even behind them to adopt Google?
3: You know it's a really tough conversation. So whenever we do a design build in a meeting space with a client, uh, whenever we get into a, a room application, so instead of bring your own device and we can use whatever video codec we want, uh, if it's a room situation, you kind of have to pick one and then you live with that. And so the two biggest ones, you know, Crestron has partnerships with Zoom and with Teams and you can't really flip a switch Uh, you know it's firmware that has to be reloaded and all that so we we always have a conversation with someone do you want to use teams do you want to use zoom Uh, if they have office 365 they are already paying for teams and it will integrate well because they've got this whole ecosystem you've got the team's notebooks that you can bring in planner and OneNote and and all these different uh, everything shares and then you look at zoom which is what we're using right right now. I, I think it has a better platform for what we're doing, but then I've got to use APIs uh, to connect it with Slack and all these other third-party, best-in-class, but kind of in their own silo uh, platforms. And so Teams and Microsoft have really won that battle because most Organizations are using Outlook and, and Office and have standardized on that. And it's it's not even what is the the best in class or what is the generational view of what, what the best is. It's really what's the best for business when we're in that, that world. So I would say that maybe industries, you know, content creation uses Apple more. Um, I, I'd say different verticals, different industries, rather than generational, are probably more familiar with Google and, and that type of interface. But I think at this point, they're just playing catch up in a, in a lot of ways. And I think they, you've got Chromebooks in schools, you've got iPads in schools. So I think they do well with that. But again, I had a Mac in college and then I got a job.
2: Well, and so, Luke, I, I want to challenge you for a half of a second, because I don't know if it's about what's best for business. I feel like it's about what are the people who are working? What are the employees, the executives, the owners? What are they most comfortable with?
3: And in my experience, a lot of them aren't comfortable with anything. It's who is their trusted advisor. It might be their IT manager, their third-party uh, MSP, it might be their integrator. It might be their, their children, but. A lot of the times, the people that set that are told, here's the tool that, that we're gonna use, they'll learn that and they'll roll with it. Uh, it's really not what's the best product though, but it's what can everyone leverage and understand.
2: Right, and, and that's, I think that's my point. Like, Google can give us all the bells and whistles and efficiencies and processes that they possibly can to compete with the Microsofts and the Zooms and all of that stuff. But will it ever be recommended? Because it's not, it's never been that. And and like Luke said, I think they have catch up, but I think it's more about educating than and, and becoming more synonymous with a Microsoft or a Zoom than it is about features and functionality and processes and efficiencies.
0: That makes sense. Eric, I want to bring you on this. When it comes to whether it's it's UC, it's it's collaboration, uh, obviously, you know, Google has a Slack competitor, right? You've got Chat. Um, is it? What does this mean for those collaboration tools? For a, an all-in-one house, right? With the exception of Microsoft, um, there's not really. A, and you guys correct me if I'm wrong here. I can't think of another organization, another company that has an all-in-one ecosystem, right? You've you've got Google now and you've got Microsoft. Is that who we're talking about fighting against each other? And then kind of the the, the other players
1: I always think of it from the back end perspective. Um, you know who's going to be the easiest for me to transfer to whether it is Google or whether it's Slack, how much work is our team going to have to put into to transfer all that over because you're not only focusing on the training for the new product, you're focusing on making sure that everything gets transferred properly. All the security settings are configured properly, everything else. So, you know, for me, what I, what I would look at in a situation like that is okay. Yeah. You have this product. You're going to give me this all in one solution, but you know, how is this, how is this process going to work? Is it, is it going to go seamlessly? Are we going to run into a lot of hiccups? Have you, have you thought about all of this stuff before? You know, what, what's going to be the easiest transition? Cause I'm, I'm a big believer that, you know, just because we've always done it this way, this is how we're going to do it is not, you know, how you should do anything. So if something better comes along, that's great, but let's talk about the process and make sure that we're not going to spend our original six months turning into eight to 12 months trying to do this, this whole process.
0: I love that. And I love the, 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 the philosophy of not continuing to do it just because you've done it that way. Absolutely. Uh, all right, guys. Our, our next uh, story comes to us from AV Magazine. They are writing about RICO offering an AV managed service program in Europe only right now. They have, they, they have talked before about expanding this, but this is brand new for them. Uh, but the reason we're bringing this up is twofold. First of all, it's powered by our old friends at Utelogy and Frank Pelkoffer and the gang over there. So congratulations to Frank and them. Uh, Rico's AV managed service offer—they uh, offering uh, three levels of support from reactive uh, to constant monitoring and support using the, the using the Utelogy platform. Rico can monitor from uh, Warsaw and use service engineers that are all uh, spread throughout Europe to fix any issues that arise. Luke, first and foremost on this. Um, what does this program mean for dealers? Because Rico is selling this directly to end users.
3: Depends what type of dealer you are. Okay. Um, Managed services doesn't mean a lot to a local AV company that is close to all of its people. Um, I mean, the difference between... Fixing it remotely in 15 minutes or rolling a truck. There's probably a few hundred dollars difference in service. Uh, so managed service is great. At the same time for me to truly be a managed service provider, I've got to have a, uh, a help desk. And I've got to be available at all hours that my clients are using that. Um, I've heard some really interesting ways that that might work. So we've got our production shop and we build racks and test everything, and we've got a graveyard shift that does that at night, uh, or I've got engineers that are you know, doing drawings and stuff at night, and then the phone rings and they're able to, to take care of that. So we don't have someone just sitting around waiting, waiting for something to happen, but that just gets into all complicated kinds of mess. So we've, we've looked at, at managed services and what it would take, and that's really not the value that we, we provide. I would, as a dealer, be looking to partner with a managed service provider to to create a help desk for my clients, for my services and and projects. Uh, But to me, this is really not competing in the the same space. But a lot of what we do is also performance systems. You can't fix a concert hall, uh, usually, remotely. And so there's all types of different... uh, dealers who are going to be um, encroached on by this, but then there are others that are just going to not be in this space at all and are kind of probably excited to see, does this work? And that might give them an inroad to do this in a way that hasn't been done before.
0: Erica, uh, Luke brings up a pretty good point. Looking at this from an integrator standpoint and kind of a design standpoint, it could very easily become a a test bed, right? A a, a test case for, you know, folks like you and and Luke going in and saying, okay, this is, this is how this worked. Here's the the things that didn't. And here's the things that ways we we could make it better. Is that, is that kind of accurate where looking at at systems like this, you can go, go into a client and go, you know what, we've seen this before and this is how we make it better for you.
1: Yeah, I I definitely think so. It uh, certainly allows you to, bring that different perspective and, and, you know, be on the ground and be able to, to do those kinds of things. Sorry. uh, It'll, it'll, it'll definitely be interesting to see. I've always, I've always been a fan of the, you know, the, the monitoring systems and stuff like that. And I do know a few integrators who have created their own um, and we've worked with them before where if you, you pay, an extra service. So, you know, you have your, your integrator and your dealer who is already, you know, getting your stuff. They're already monitoring your stuff for you. Um, but, you know, like Luke said, you have to have a help desk for that. So, you know, if you, if you don't, if you don't have that, then, you know, you got to be able to either get that or hand it off to, to somebody like Rico who can, who can do that.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Gina, wrap this up here from a manufacturer standpoint. Uh, I find it interesting that, that Rico has done this um, direct to, to uh, to 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 customers, um, but they all you know. To, to Erica's point, they can also kind of be leveraged by uh, integrators going forward. So is this something where you know uh, talk for a second about the the ability for manufacturers to kind of foster not only those relationships but also foster the relationship between you know the customer and uh, and the the integrator.
2: Yeah, absolutely. So. Um you know, as, as a manufacturer, we rely heavily on and are very loyal to our dealer channel. Um, they bring a ton of value to what we do. And and so everything that w- we do specifically, um, but I think a lot of manufacturers do, is uh, with the intention of of making sure that it is profitable for our dealers, that it is good business practice for our dealers, that it is quality for our dealers, that it is easy for our dealers. So... Um, having said that, when I read this about Rico, I was, I was not surprised. Um, I, I guess I was surprised a little bit about uh, how they had a preferred back-end supplier. Um, so that doesn't give the dealer a, a very good, if they were to partner with a dealer, it doesn't give a dealer a very good uh, freedom to be able to choose who, who they prefer to use. But um, like you said, it's it's about bringing opportunities from manufacturer, bringing opportunities to a dealer, and solidifying that relationship. So that's a really interesting way of kind of looking at it. I can equate it to, on our transportation side, we have a lot of relationships with the airports, right? And we have dealers who have who are 100% trained on the highly technical, highly complex products that we bring to that market specifically. And so that partnership is super important. Not only are we supposed to have that, um, you know, that level of support that we provide to our dealers but also directly to the airports because sometimes our dealers need that support if they need somebody on site who is the expert and we are the expert in our technology if they need somebody on site who is that expert we will go there but it'll always be with the dealer in mind and it'll always be with that hand holding so so we think that there is an opportunity for a manufacturer to bring a, a user to a dealer, and, and again solidify a relationship. But I'm not, I'm not convinced that the way Rico is doing it would be a way that we would ever do that. Yeah,
0: absolutely. All right. Uh, last story here comes to us from our website avnation.tv Extron has unveiled an app for their Quantum Ultra video wall processor. And before we continue, Extron is an underwriter and a sponsor of Avianation. Uh, it is called the Express Mobile Software. Quantum Ultra. The new app can run on iOS or Android platforms. Users can recall presets, change window size, and source selection. Up to 10 users can access the system uh, with various devices. We bring this up because a number of folks have been talking about touchless systems and touchless uh, connectivity and and how are we going to walk and and live in this world of, of Covid currently and post Covid, God help me soon, please. Uh, Eric, on the we'll start with you on this. How important is this going to be? But not just necessarily necessarily the, the the app there from Extron, but also just in general, mobile and per, uh, personal devices as we go back to sites and as we go back to offices.
1: Uh, I think it's going to be really important. Actually, um, you know, if you if you look at everything that's going on, you know, contact tracing is huge. Uh, so if I, I have this philosophy that you know, I always tell people, or you know, if we have people coming in to work on stuff, you know, keep your germs to yourself. So yes, I understand you have to come in and you have to work on this stuff. You have access to it. We're sanitizing, but do as much as you can to keep it isolated. And by creating these types of programs and technologies and stuff, you're just you're fostering that even more. And it's a safety thing. And it's something that can last even longer. It's, it's convenient. It can be reliable. And, you know, if you have, you know, say, say you're a, a support tech and you have shared laptops or shared devices when you go on a site visit or something that stuff's already loaded, those presets are already set. So you don't have to have a fully written out, uh, information guide on you know this is exactly what you need to do and this is exactly how this was it's already stored on that device and then you're you've got your presets that you can back up and you can save so if something goes wrong it's all it's all there and it's easily shareable and I just think it's gonna be huge and I think it's gonna be really really important and we're gonna see a lot more of it
0: all right mr. Jordan same question how 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 big is is mobile and or your own device uh, gonna become
3: the, the best systems are the ones that people like to use. If, if it's complicated, if it's not intuitive, if it's not reliable, uh, it's not going to end up solving any problems. Part of that, uh, I think Gina would probably agree to this, sometimes there's a gap between what manufacturers design something to do and what dealers end up putting in. And it might be that it's a newer product, And there's not a good enough relationship between the designer and the manufacturer that the the person designing it doesn't use it in a way it was intended to. They don't understand the accessories or the specific part numbers made for specific situations. And so it ends up being a good product that was poorly designed or integrated. And as a result, it becomes a huge frustration when it really doesn't have to be to that end user. So I think part of this is, you know, it says it's available now. Uh, I haven't heard anything about this from my Xtron rep. So, you know, hey, let's do this. But also. Uh, Did you just
0: be... call out your Xtron rep seriously?
3: No, give me a call, bro. Let's do it. <laughs> uh, I love Xtron. Always have. They've, they've been, uh, they don't have the sexiest boxes, but they always work. That's kind of what I've always said. But um, if there's a good handoff between we've made this to solve this problem I can look for situations to use that, for one, but if I have a really good understanding between my design team, my sales teams, they know when to bring it in, how to design it, and how to train and hand that off to the client, I think it's going to solve a lot of problems. And just like Erica said, it's got up to 10 users can control the single video wall. So now instead of having to go to a shared touch panel, uh, it's something that we can all on our personal devices that we've already touched and gotten, Jeremy, we can all do that without having to really interact with each other more than needed. So it seems like a great setup. I'm excited to see how this gets received by the market.
0: Absolutely. Gina, from a manufacturer standpoint, uh, what can other manufa- what can you guys do? What can other manufacturers do to leverage uh, to continue to include mobile control and mobile connectivity?
2: Oh, we're getting a lot of requests. Um, we're hearing a lot of feedback from dealers and users. Uh, asking for uh, some creative ways to solve public control, public hardware that you're going to have to touch. Um, and and I think a lot of that is like Luke said, I, I mean, I can't say it any better than Luke. It was really, um, you know, you can have sexy boxes, but but they need to work. Um, but same thing with software, you can have great looking software that's intuitive, but unless um, it's it works and unless it's well adopted, um, and, and that means bringing in your customers and your customers' customers to help design it. Um, unless you do that, it's not going to be uh, widely adopted. So I think that the things that we can do are really put in focus groups, put, make sure that the feedback you're hearing from the field um, makes sense for your organization. Don't just jump on something because it's trendy. Bring people in who are using it or want to use it every day, um, like your dealers and like their customers, and listen to their needs, listen to how they would like it designed, listen to how it's going to be used, and implement it based on field research, not based on engineers sitting in a back room not ever making it out to the sunlight.
0: Well, and not only that, but also uh, spend some money on a graphical um, uh, user interface and somebody who, who knows what they're doing and not and, and this is, goes out to all of my programmer friends because I used to be one. Don't let your programmers program the user interface, okay? just, just not, not a
3: good idea. Kind of going back to what Gina said though, as a as an integrator, as, as a salesman that influences decisions that clients make. Some of my favorite products to install are the ones that the manufacturer has brought me in to get input on before it started shipping um
2: luke it's so important i mean you then have ownership over its success that's so important for us too i mean it's it, a win-win
3: there's always this awkward moment where they kind of say this is what we're thinking about doing and your your instant reaction is not let's do it <laughs> <laughs> have you thought about this it's, it, it, but that requires trust that requires a relationship mm-hmm. between the dealer and the manufacturer that I'm gonna bring you in and you know we know it's a good idea or or we think it's a good idea uh, but but what do you think and what could make it better um, I, and that honestly goes to the same point as your programmer and the GUI don't always need to mix you think it's a good idea you know in the 90s if we have a if we have a function we control let's put it on a touch panel <laughs> uh, but but no one actually wanted that so I think that all lines up
0: absolutely all right all uh thank you all so much for for joining us uh mr jordan thank you how can people get a hold of you or uh ea acoustics uh,
3: Electroacoustics. Uh, electro- you can find us at eavi.com you can find me on the twitters at Luke jordan eavi right.
0: erica very nice to have you uh very uh i was very uh, pleasantly uh connected with her oh, through actually through through chris know, who else uh, so, uh, thank you so, so much for joining us and how do people get a hold of you, uh, or Henderson?
1: Oh, yeah. Thanks for having me. I was glad to be here. Um, you can find me on Twitter at haircutfw uh, or LinkedIn, uh, Hendersonengineers.com. Um, and I also want to remind everybody to register to vote and head over to vote411.org to do so, or to find out what's going to be on your ballot.
0: Very good idea. I have to ask this, um, and if you don't want, want to answer, Mitchell can get it out where'd you get your handle from
1: um my handle came from haircut's actually my nickname it's been my nickname my entire life uh that my grandmother gave me that my family still calls me to this day because when i was a child i couldn't properly pronounce erica so i always called myself haircut okay that's how it came out so yeah
0: very nice very cool it's much better than mike shins i just want to point that out so uh, Mike Shin is a guy who's been on here for forever and a day and his, his is still his fraternity for crying out loud. so all right uh, last but not least Gina Sansevero from Atlas IED thank you ma'am
2: thank you for having me Tim I am so excited to be included in this wonderful group that you always put together um, and I am going to ask you to do me a favor I am going to ask you to tell your audience uh, what you're doing on Tuesday of uh, next week or tomorrow sleeping in no, no, you're not. No, you're not.
0: So, so yeah, so we, we've been honored to, uh, to be t- tasked with the, 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 the job of helping Atlas IED roll out a brand new product line. Um, and as somebody who has watched this company uh, from afar for 20, 30 years and, and up close uh, getting to know Gina, getting to know John Ivy, uh, the president, Michael Peebler, and a bunch of other folks, Tom, and, and some really great folks there. I don't think I'm overselling this. And, and, and Atlas is a sponsor of Aviation and, and they're, they're paying us to do this. So don't misunderstand what I'm going to say here. When they showed me what they were doing, my first words out of my mouth were, holy crap. Uh, this is a ginormous leap. Um, and it is, it is a great product um, that lots of folks, really talented, really smart people have worked on this for what, about two years now. And I'm really excited to, to be able to, to be a part of, of bringing this to light. So, yeah, you know, thank you for, for having us.
2: Oh, absolutely. We are so, so excited about our partnership. And if anybody is interested in signing up to learn more about the new product platform that we'll be rolling out, and I think it's a total of 10 new products uh, plus software. So, really, really, you know, kind of comprehensive uh, product offering right out of the gate. You can. Visit uh, bit.ly slash prepare underscore for underscore launch. So again, that's bit.ly slash prepare underscore for underscore launch. And you can sign up to watch it. It'll be 30 minutes, really quick. Um, but you'll have the opportunity to sign up for some virtual demo rooms after that and get a little bit more of a technical deep dive or if it's something that you're like, oh my gosh, this is the coolest thing in the whole wide world, which I'm 100% sure that you will end up saying that, um, you can send your your team to the demo rooms as well and um, have them take a look. So we're hoping to see everybody on Tuesday.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And Mitchell, will have Mitchell put the, the link to that as well on, uh, on this episode's page. So Thank you. Uh, and Mitchell will be there. You know, Mitchell will be there and are and our, 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 actually lots of folks, if you've ever been to our studios at EditVocom, a lot of the same folks will be there uh, in the theater in the back end uh, helping produce this. So thank you so much.
2: That's and, the important part. We're in a theater.
0: Yeah, we are, we're in a theater. Um, I'm in St. Louis and I tell people I'm in St. Louis. I, I'm, I'm technically on the Illinois side of St. Louis. And uh, so we're on the Illinois side of St. Louis and, and we're pretty open here. Um, and so we're renting out a local theater, uh, renting out and, and hiring local folks uh, to help us produce this. Um, kind of excited. Yeah, th- this, is, this is a big deal. Uh, it's a big deal for, for Atlas. It's a big deal for us too. You know, and it's a, I think it'll be a really, really cool uh, opportunity to, to help integrators, honestly, uh, the, the product itself. Uh, help them to kind of help their customers also during uh, during the, this kind of a evolution of, of how we how we experience uh, the, uh, the the public space uh, going forward. So okay. trying not to, to give too much there. So, you know, watch on Tuesday. You know, you get to see me in a suit for crying out loud. Um, and Are you
2: wearing a suit?
0: I'm wearing a suit, yeah. <gasps> it's a big deal. I'm not wearing, I'm not wearing pants, but I'll wear a suit. (laughs) All right. Uh, For me, for Tim Albright, uh, don't follow me on the Twitters because you'll see me without pants. Um, And I'll complain about hockey Um, and no football, probably. Who knows? Um, But baseball's back. So yeah, there it is. Uh, You can't go watch it, but yeah, whatever. Um, but go by the website, if you would please, avnation.tv. That's avnation.tv. Lots of really cool people put this together. Uh, You'll find this program as well as a host of others. Matt Scott's Resi Week also happens on a weekly basis. Uh, ITAV, uh, our social show, AV Social with Kelly Perkins and Don Mead, a ton of others. And a couple of things about our our programs. Um, This is kind of a programming note. I can't tell you exactly how many because I've lost count. But in the next 60 days, we're going to increase the number of our podcasts by about five or six more. And and they are varied, and there are not all me, and then none of them are me, actually, uh, which I'm excited about. Uh, So, yeah, stay tuned for that because that's really some really cool. Uh, Also, while you're there, check out our underwriter section, our supporters, our sponsors. These are the folks who help us bring you AV Week and Rice Week and all the more. And Atlas IED is one of them, and we thank them uh, for their continued support. So, all that and more. Also, while you're there, uh, sign up for our newsletter. Uh, uh, Our editor-in-chief, Lenora Lane, does a really great job once a week. She'll send you everything that's happening here uh, so you can sign up there. So all that and more at avnation.tv. That's avnation.tv. Thanks so much for listening. Thank you so much for watching. And that's all the time we have for AV Week.